Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Uh, Shipmakers uh, bracing for a particularly severe shift in the coming months. A record-setting sales surge is threatening to give way to the worst decline in a decade or more. Uh, joining us now to unpack this a little more, Ian King, Bloomberg News US Semiconductor reporter. Uh, Ian, give us a sense of the demand supply picture at the moment. Well, what we've heard from a number of companies, Paul, is um, has been pretty stark. Um, we've had Intel, we've had Nvidia, we've had Micron, among others, saying that demand is falling off really quickly. They've been forced to pre-announce. They've cut, you know, multiple billions off revenue forecasts. Um, and most of that so far has been concentrated in in the sort of computer-related. Uh, products, but, you know, also there's concern about what's going on in smartphones, and then Micron sort of made it a bit worse by saying, oh, it's not just this area, it's also spreading into data center and other other parts of the economy. Feast or famine, right? It was only a couple of months back that we were pulling our hair out because we couldn't get our hands on computer chips. Now there seems to be an abundance, or so it would seem. Is this typical of the industry, this kind of boom-bust cycle, Ian? Uh, it is unfortunately absolutely typical, and we rem- you'll remember all of the industry uh, executives that told us, oh, no, this time was different, And but unfortunately that's not the case. I mean, we all forgot that 2019 was actually a down year for the industry, and then we've had this tremendous um, growth over the last couple of years, which some people, I think the more cynical ones, are saying maybe a lot of this is just kind of panic buying. Maybe we're we're overextending ourselves. Maybe a lot of these chips are just ending up in warehouses and it's sort of just-in-case frenzy. Um, and right now, at least in some areas, it's looking like those that were taking that, uh, that sort of dim view of things that were right. How valuable is it to take a much longer-term view here, though? Demand in the long term is only ever going to increase. Should we look past these cycles, or considering how expensive these plants are and how long they take to bring them online and how rapidly they become obsolete, is that sort of viewpoint not useful? I mean, there are there are a couple of ways to look at it. I think you're right. Um, you know, the industry has only ever grown when measured over an extended period, but the vicious ups and downs that we see in the meantime cause casualties and those casualties are companies and they are stocks you know companies that were once industry leaders that once did really well if you time it wrong if you bring a plant in at the wrong time you're in big trouble um, and that really hasn't changed and that explains why there's only really three companies that are on the absolute leading edge now and one of those which is intel is, is struggling 
Is it fair to say that there really has been, I don't want to say a lack of innovation, but we haven't had a meaningful catalyst for an upgrade cycle? EVs are out there. We know that. The technology is pretty much in place. I think the same could be said for the 5G infrastructure. Smartphones, you you referenced the, the fact that some people are saying the market is saturated earlier, right? And I'm wondering whether we just, what we need is a new form of technology to drive a little bit more tech innovation as it relates to computer chips. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely representative of, of the one viewpoint and a, and a slightly suspicious viewpoint. Um, the flip side of that is that the industry is arguing, look, chips have been and are getting into more things than they've ever been in one, not just dependent on smartphones and PCs. Look, we've got these giant data centers that are part of everyday life. Your washing machine now has more brains than your PC had 20 years ago kind of thing. And, you know, that the, the semiconductors are utterly pervasive is is the argument um, and that may be true and is certainly more true than it used to be but whether that amounts to linear up and to the right demand is is obviously another question and we're seeing evidence at least in the short term that that is not the case and that's what's causing the situation we're in now. What are the implications for the $52 billion Chips and Science Act that just got signed into law in the United States? Does it look like a waste of money and a potential political football now, or was it a prudent investment for the future as uh, supply chains are so uncertain? Uh, Again, you know, there are no shortage of opinions on this, and they're all quite divergent. I think the concern, the most fundamental amount of level of concern is that, look, the industry has has been, you know, ups and downs uh, aside, pretty much fine-tuned towards efficiency. Everything is, because it's so expensive, because it is so brutal, everything is, you know, geared towards making us not have these giant gluts or that the gluts are nowhere near as bad as they used to be because we, we need to be more efficient. If you throw in free money and forced geographical diversity just for the kind of sake of it and this kind of just-in-case mentality, then you're going to have perhaps worse gluts is, is, is one of these arguments so that maybe in a couple of years' time when a lot of these factories come online, then look out. If we don't have really, really good demand, then we're going to have yet another downturn. Ian, what do we know about input cost? I'm thinking either of silicon, which is used in the manufacturing of the wafers, the neon gas that is used to etch some of those wafers. I mean, are, are companies dealing, we talk a lot on this program about rising inflation, are they dealing with inflated input cost? Yeah, I mean, in, input costs are definitely a problem. But, I mean, arguably, they're one of the biggest problems that they've had is shortage of chips themselves because, you know, the machinery, which is really the most expensive part of this, you're looking at some individual machines that cost as much as $200 million in these factories. There's been a shortage of those machines because, guess what, there haven't been enough of the right type of chips to make enough of them. So that's been the biggest sort of inflationary thing that's been going on for the chip makers themselves is, is the shortage of chips, which is a pretty vicious irony, right? Ian, we've got about a minute left. Uh, to what degree are we seeing the supply chain getting duplicated now? We haven't seen it so far, but we are seeing plants being created in Arizona, in Ohio, uh, in the United States, and also planned in Europe. Um, you know, Those plants are at very early stages at this point. They will be essentially duplicate production facilities if the demand isn't there to meet them. But if history is a guide... The shelves, the actual buildings will be built and they won't be equipped if there isn't the demand for them. So, you know, we've got to see how that pans out yet.
Ian, good stuff. Always a pleasure. Thanks for making time to chat with us. Ian King is semiconductor reporter. He covers uh, the industry from our studios and bureau in San Francisco. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.